We are on Reish, page Reish Menvav in our books, and that is entry Tzadik Ches. Still, that last paragraph, the daf is Lamites Amad Aleph. And we are at Amar Rava Bar Rav Huna. And uh, this, one is a, this one's a personal attack. This one's a, some, some, sometimes Ein Yaakov is a personal attack. Ready? Here we go. Rav Bar Rav Huna says, our shul is in trouble. Kevish Niftach Sefer Terah. Once the Sefer Terah is open, you are not allowed to talk when the Sefer Terah is out. Even in Dvar, it's a personal attack. You're not allowed to talk when the Sefer Terah is out. Even in the Dvar Alacha, you're not even allowed to say Alacha. You're not allowed to talk. When the Terah is out, you're supposed to close your mouth. It says that when they opened it, it was a... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't learn this. When they opened the, when they opened the, uh, when they opened the Sefer Torah by Ezra, Amdu, they stood. But standing doesn't mean standing. It means they were quiet. That means that he opened the book and uh, they, uh, I'll, I'll wait because they don't speak, and they stand still, they shall answer no more. Rabbi Zeira Amar of Chista, he says, that everybody was listening to the Sefer Torah. These are all things that I don't know have happened since Ezra. He says, any kain that doesn't wash his hands, should not give birchas kayanim. He says it's just kind of a, a sort of, I don't want to say a throwaway, but it's like a second point tagged on to our paragraph, which is that a kayin needs to wash his hands before he does birchas kayin. So, of course, the thing that we want to actually focus on today is that first half, which is talking during kriyas atera. Uh, first of all, Very it says all. here that you're not even allowed to talk bidvar alacha. You can't even, the Tzar Gemara says, you can't even talk Torah once the Torah comes out, if the Torah is open, huh? Let's ask all of these questions. I'm going to tell you everything. I'm going to tell you everything. Because uh, this Gemara is not clear at all. Levi's asking, well, when exactly what if the Torah is covered? What about between Aliyahs? What does this mean from the moment the Aaron Kedish opens? Does this mean during actual Korea? And what, what's Devar Alacha? Can I talk about Torah sometimes? What about, uh, I mean, between, between Aliyahs, sometimes we talk in Torah. You know, I, I, I sit in this row with Yisrael Silverstein, and the two of us will ask each other questions about Rashi between Aliyahs. Are we going to Gehenim? Let's find out. Uh, so first of all, the Gemara Masachas Brachas that says that Rav Sheshes would look away from the Sefer Torah and learn during Kriyas Atari, which suggests that perhaps during Kriyas Atari you're allowed to learn. This is what Rav Sheshes would do. There's a thesis there that says that the only reason why this was allowed was because he turned his face away. That, you, know, you, can't, you can't be staring at the Torah and brazenly talking in front of it, but if people are laning and you don't want to be part of the laning, you can turn your face away and learn. It's not a big deal. There's a second day on that thesis, alternatively. Tesa says that Rav Sheshis was blind, and a blind person is putter from Kriya, so he was allowed to do it. But normal, he's putter from all benches. Right, he's putter from Kriya Satera, so, so, so right. So how can he learn? Huh? How's he learn? Learn about Pa? Yeah, I know. So, look, look. Ev, ev, <laughs> I told you this is a this is a this is a harsh one. So it's possible the only reason why this was allowed, Rav Sheshis was allowed to learn during Kriya Satera. Why? Because he could not do the mitzvah of Kriya Satera, so he was allowed to learn. But anybody who's not blind or anybody who's not putter from mitzvahs would not be allowed well, to do such a thing. Tesis brings both opinions. It would be. It, um, Hold on, don't ask questions because then we'll, uh, we'll never finish the halacha. Uh, there's a tesis in Brachas. There's also a rush. It's a Mordechai. It's a Rashi, at least according to Tor. says that the entire issue is about volume. It's about how loud you are, which is very comforting. That means as long as you're whispering, you're okay. This is brought in the Tor. Uh, this is uh, the rush. the Mordechai, say that if you whisper and you learn while whispering, you are always allowed to learn during Kriya Satara. The problem is you're not allowed to disturb anybody or have your voice heard louder than the Baal Kriya. So as long as you are being very quiet, whispering to yourself, you can learn Mishnayas during Kriya Satara. Sounds like it would be Motu to learn. The Bahag says 
it's only usher to talk if you're one of the ten people being part of the minion. So if you're not, if, they, if you're not needed, they need to be ten people listening to Kriya Satera. If there's more than ten people in the room, you're fine. But then there's the Ben Hananel, there's the Ramam, there's the Rash, but there's the Rif. They all say that only someone like Rav Sheshes, who is Terasa Menose, is allowed to learn during Kriya Satera. The only person who's allowed to talk during Kriya Satera is someone who is a full-time Torah scholar, and not just that, that their trade is Torah. Terasa Menose doesn't just mean that they're a full-time learner; it means that they're learning on a very high level. That this is a craft for them, huh? Learning, yes, learning, learning. Obviously, you can't talk to Varim Batalim. That's not even on the table. The, uh, the Beis Yosef uses this answer. Uh? Uh? No, let's find out. Let's find out. You're about to see. The Beis Yosef uses this answer. He says that he holds like these opinions. The Chanana, the Ram, the Rashman, the Rif. That someone who's Terasa Manasa is allowed to learn during Kriya Satera. And then guess what Beis Yosef says? Can you guess what he says? Don't do it. Nope, just that they don't exist. Ter- somebody who's Terasa Menasseh can do this and starting from his time he says in my time already they don't exist anymore and he's the Beis Yesef saying this so the Beis Yesef did not consider himself this nobody li- he says nobody has this status anymore so therefore he concludes he paskins that nobody nowadays is allowed to speak or even in learning during Kriya Satera because we only allow someone like Rav Sheshis who's Terasa Menasseh and nobody like that exists anymore huh? what is this? Right, they, they don't exist anywhere. The, the gather doesn't exist. There's an Arach HaSholchan. The Arach HaSholchan says that I've never seen even the greatest people, even the biggest Gedalim, uh, that's a ridiculous thing to say, biggest Gedalim, because Gedalim means big. The Arach HaSholchan says, I've never seen even the greatest people learn during Kriya Satera unless they already heard the Kriya. But he says, good. He says, great people never did this. So even though there is what to rely on for someone who wants to learn during Kriya Satera, the Arach HaSholchan says, I've never, seen a, I've never seen a good person do this. This is just not, it's not a good look during Kriya Satera. Listen to the Kriya. Now, this is during Kriya Satera while the laning is happening. This is all while the landing is happening. Let's talk about between Aliyahs. Okay, this is all while the Kriya is happening. While the Kriya is happening, the only people who have a heter to be learning are people who are like Rav Sheshis, and that is nobody. So if the Baal Kriya is laning, you cannot be learning Torah. And this is, this is brought this is brought in Shulchan Aruch, this is the din. I don't know of anybody who allows learning during the Kriya, uh, unless you are really not part of the minion. I mean, sometimes you'll be, uh I'll get to that in a moment. So Shulchan Aruch does say you can do Shnai Mekar during Kriya, and I'm going to tell you that Rebbe Rashab says you can't. But, uh, but, but it's, brought, it's brought in Shulchan Aruch that you can. It's brought, as, it's brought as like the third best way to do it. Yes, I'll get to it in a moment. So let's talk about between Aliyahs first, then I'll do Schneimaker. What about between well, Aliyahs? Yes, I, you know, it really ruined my life. Let me tell you. I used to do Schneimaker during Korea. I've had a lot of trouble since then. We'll get to it in a moment. Then we'll get to it in a moment. Okay, the Tamir Rabbeinu Yena, they say you're not allowed to do it between Aliyahs, and the Beis Yesef brings this. He says that uh, we're worried you're going to keep on talking. So the Beis Yesef says, and I, I definitely have done this before, is if I'm learning between the Aliyahs, I will, uh, I will the, the person, you know, I'm learning right through the Mishaberach, so I'm learning right up through the Aliyah, and then I need to like finish one sentence. That one sentence goes into Kriya. I've just done a horrible Avera. So the Beis Yesef says you are not allowed to learn between Aliyahs because you might come to overshoot it by a little bit. However, the Bach says that it's fine. We're not worried about that. There's Magen of Ram there that quotes the Bach and says it's definitely fine in places that have long mishaberachs because if it's if a place like our shul where the mishaberach goes on for like 20 minutes between each aliyah it's just it's a, the, the, the bittel terror is like an hour of terror loss that could be studied you can do it in a place like this but you have to be very careful not to violate that rule you have to be very careful that uh, you don't accidentally learn into the actual kriya and the best way to keep that safe I'm making this up right now but just the best way to keep yourself safe is to not be learning through the aliyah meaning once they start saying baruchu stop that'll make you that'll give you a safe distance huh? ah it starts from baruchu no it doesn't but that's a safe distance it starts from the kriya but if you want a safe stopping distance, you know, you need a yellow light. Yeah, Levi? Speaking to Varm Batalim? Like, we'll do that in a second. There's a Prima Godim like you. The Prima Godim says that you can even speak Divrechel between Aliyahs. 
that you're even allowed to say, that you're even allowed to have a conversation between Aliyahs. It's a prima godam. The Mishnah Berurah, however, says no, and says you're only allowed to learn between Aliyahs, not speak. So if you want to speak between Aliyahs, or you see someone in Shul speaking between Aliyahs, you can rely on the prima godam for Aliyah Mutzchos on other people. There is a prima godam that lets people speak between Aliyahs, but uh, the Mishnah Berurah doesn't like it, and most Pesachim don't like it. Okay, I'm just telling you that, that there's what to rely on. Okay, Shulchan Aruch brings Le'alacha. This is Mesh's moment. Shulchan Aruch brings Le'alacha, that one of the ways that you're allowed to do Shnai Mikra is along with the Valkriya, and the Mishnah Berurah clarifies. I always suspected this, but I never knew if I was reading it right. When you learned that in Shulchan Aruch, were you sure what he meant? I was never sure what he meant. I imagined what it meant was that I can literally be saying Shnai Mikra with the Balkriya, but I, you know, it takes, it takes three times as long to do Shnai Mikra than it does to lane, unless you have a Yemenite laner. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody's laning, you cannot read a Pusik two times and say, and say Targum while someone's laning. So I assumed what this meant was I'm allowed to not be in the same place, and I never knew because it literally doesn't say it in the Nesakalim. Finally found a Mishnah Brura. The Mishnah Brura says, that even if you're not in the same place as the Baal Kriya, you can always do Shnai Mikra during Kriya Satera. So it sounds like... Stop there, uh, we can stop there, we're finished, right? That's fine. Uh, there's a Prichadash, there's a Magad Avram, and the Mishnah Brewer himself all say to be strict and not do this. So uh, a lot of people say you shouldn't do it, but it is brought in Shulchan Aruch. And the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch specifically says that it's one of the ways you're allowed to do Shnai Mikra, and for years I did that. Then one... Uh, I think he makes it like the third best way to do things, right? The, the Alta Rebbe has a list of the best ways to do Shnai Mikra, and uh, down, down somewhere near the bottom half of his best ways to do it is during Kriya Sateri. He doesn't seem to say that it's uh, a Bidyevid. It's uh, not the best way, as I recall. Stronger words than, than I remember? Maybe, maybe. Maybe it's stronger words than I remember. I remembered it being not so bad. Um, I remembered it as being better than doing it during the week, as, as I recall. As, as I recall, it was better than doing it during the week. I recall, it, I recall the Altered bringing it as preferable to doing it during the week, but not preferable to any of the other Shabbos times. That's the way it sticks in my head. I could be totally wrong. Please look it up. Point is that uh, I did this for years, is that my Shnaimikr was always during Kriya Satera, uh, especially since the Meshaberachs take forever, and, uh, and you, can, you can get Shnaimikr done during Kriya, and I'm bored. So I, I do Shnaimikr during Kriya Satera. Um, and then I was, uh, I was in Arshul. This was only this was less than a year ago. It ruined my life. Um, I came across a, a, a Lakute Sechas in the back of this volume of Lakute Sechas. They used to put letters in the back of Lakute Sechas before they started publishing them in Igris, I saw a very short letter from the Rebbe that said something that sort of hinted at the fact that this might not be allowed. I can't find the letter since it's like a one-liner that says, by Shnai Mikra during Kriya, check the Meida Rabba in the back of Sidrim Dach. I said, okay, I do that all the time. Maybe it's going to say that I'm amazing. Maybe what I'm going to find back there. And the Miyach Petzamelch Yadzis Yesim Meni, right? Obviously, if there's a, if there's a, there's a Meidah Rabbah. There's a Meidah Rabbah. It's in Lashon of Haman himself. The Miyach Petzamelch. I'm sure if there's a Meidah Rabbah about me, it's going to say that the biggest Chassidim, the biggest Yerushimayim and Lamdanim, that's what they do. So I opened, innocently, innocently, I opened a Sidrim Dach. I turned to the Meidah Rabbah that's printed in the back. It's from the Rebbe Rashab. And there's a whole story about this that uh, the Rebbe Rashab put it on the, printed it, and then people made copies of it, and they put it on the walls of the base medrash in Lubavitch by Shavuos, and made a shturim, it changed the world. People came up to the, to the Rebbe Rashab at the Fabrengen and told him that, they were changed, that their lives were changed by this letter, and it is a long letter it's printed in Igor Sidashab in the first volume. It's also printed in the back of Sidim Dach. It's a long letter explaining why that no matter what these other shittas say, that if you, that Le'alacha, he explains in Niglin, he also explains Api Chassidus and Api Kabbalah, uses the Zayar a lot, that there is no Hector to say anything at all at any point during Kriya Satera, even to read along with the Balkri in a way that can be heard. He says, if you're reading along and your voice is audible, you're doing an incredible Avera. He says, I don't want to hear anybody's voice during Kriya Satera, and he includes in it people saying Shnai Mikra. So from that point on, that was pretty much the end of it. I'll read you just one line from it to give you his, uh, his bottom line. The, the Rebbe Rashab writes, that's a, bit, that's a great way to, when you want to summarize something, jump to Hayyetz Mikala now. What comes out from everything I just told 
told you that every single person needs to listen to Kriyas Atera from the Shalich Tzibar. It's also even to learn during Kriyas Atera. And certainly to speak to speak regular conversations. It'd be best if you listened in a chumash. Certainly, don't help the balkriya. <laughs> now, he doesn't mean here don't make corrections. He's not saying the guy. You know people do where they end the pasuk with the balkriya? That's what he means. Yeah, you know, people, people like to end. They like to, or sometimes people get excited about certain trap signs. He says, do not help the guy. Do not read with him out loud. Be quiet and listen as a kriya. Do the kriya. Says about this, Hashem says, this is someone who didn't listen to my mitzvahs. That somebody who talks during Kriya Satera is like someone who doesn't listen to my mitzvahs. Huh? Uh, Lou? Yeah, oh, that's right. If only they would have listened to my mitzvahs and not spoken to a Kriya Satera. Thank you very much. In any event, when we get out of all of this... Nobody is We're not doing that here today on correction. Um, let me just give you the sikkim, though. The sikkim is le'alacha. Since we are chassidim of the... It's very easy when we have something like this from the Rebbe Rashab, especially since the Rebbe quotes this Maidan and tells people to look it up in Maisa. So this is halacha Maisa for us. That is that during Kriya Satera, at least between the aliyahs, there's room for discussion because the Rebbe Rashab does not ban between aliyahs. During the actual Kriya, and the Baal Kriya is laning. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between the Meshavarachs. During Barachas, you also can't talk. Um, yes, uh, but in, in the, in, during the Mishaberachs in our show, there's a lot to rely on if you want to learn Torah during the Mishaberachs, and there's even, there's a prima gadim, there's what to rely on even if you want to have a side conversation. Once that Aliyah starts, huh? He said that he finished the Mishnayah several times that way. Rav Mesha said that he finished, they made Siyam on the... Ramesha wrote that he said they made a Siyam on the Shas Mishnayah several times over by just doing things between the Aliyahs during weekday laning. He did between the Aliyahs during weekday lanings. He made finished Mishnayah seven. So look, if you want to learn between the Aliyahs, you have a lot to rely on. If you want to talk between the Aliyahs, you have what to rely on. When that Baal Kriya is laning, if you are talking, you have nothing to rely on. There is a there is not a shit in the world. I mean, we didn't we didn't see anything in Nigla. We didn't see anything in Zaya. The Rebbe Rashad comes down very hard on it. Shnai Mikri have what to rely on in Shulchan Arach, but I already told you almost all the Nesa Kalim don't even allow it. So the Nesa Kalim on Shulchan Arach don't like it. So you really don't have, you don't have, there's, there's not a lot of love for even Shnai Mikri during Kriya Satera, certainly not for, and when the Rebbe Rashab says, I don't want to hear you reading along with the Valkriya, I don't want to hear your voice. You're saying it to yourself, but no one can hear you. Not, not such a concern in halacha, but the Rebbe Rashab still doesn't like it. You can't hear you? The Rebbe Rashab doesn't like it. The Rashab wants you to, huh? You're saying that you can't hear it. I thought it was being very specific. The Rebbe is very specific about being heard, but look, look at what else he's saying. He says, What I really want you to do is just listen in a chumash. The Rebbe Rashab's ideal for us is that when the Baal Kriya is landing, our mouths are closed and we're looking at the chumash. Or we're whispering very quietly, maybe under our breath, the, the words that the Baal Kriya is reading, if we're, at the, if we're, at the, we're getting the aliyah. But even, you know, I, I, I'm a bad laner, but I have laned for many years as a bad laner. And anybody who's a laner, good or bad, knows that something that really throws you off is you always get that one guy who wants to lane along with you, like in your ear, just a, like one word off from where you are, nice and loud. That's not the, the Baal Kriya shouldn't be able to hear you by the bima either. This is an undertone to yourself. So, um... Yeah, I, I understand that today's shir is a personal attack. <laughs> I understand. But our shul is not the worst at this. Every shul is not great at this. We could all use help. Huh? Even that guy, the Rebbe, the, the Rebbe Rashab, I didn't bring you that piece, but he, the Rebbe Rashab says, even that guy, I don't want the Balkhira to be able to hear him. So the Balkhira shouldn't be able to hear him. The Rebbe Rashab really... Uh, ha- 
Yeah, the, the Rebbe Rasha, this Maidah Rabbah is very strict. It really was doesn't that, want. Was that allowed back in Lubavitch that the Rebbe Rasha had to put this out? Clearly, clearly. They said it changed their lives. People, people came up to the Rebbe Rasha and said that there was a. Um, one of the Chassidim came up to him and said, said thank you to the Rebbe Rashab for these Erus, Vishmias, Kriyas, Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody.